he said it because of his wet blanket energy. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons because we're just happy that you're here. Exactly. So come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. All right, guys, let's creep. So, Serene dropped a bomb on Caitlin Bristow's podcast and confirmed that Brandon cheated on her. Ah! I feel like Regina George eating the Caltine bar, screaming like for 20 minutes. <laughs> I know. I'm shocked and rattled to my core by this information because, okay, like Serena is out of Brandon's league. I just need to say it. I'm sorry. If there was anyone who was going to like step out on the relationship because they felt like they could do better, like it should be Mm -hmm. Serene. And you know how much I love Brandon, but it's like, I'm just, I'm calling a spade a spade here. Like she's so gorgeous and he was so obsessed with her. And I feel like on the beach when we were watching them, he knew how lucky he was to be with her. So the fact that he now has like a big head and is cheating on her is like shocking to me. No, I mean, this just brings me back to when they announced their breakup. And we've obviously seen plenty of Bachelor Nation couples break up before. Yeah. But this one sticks out. This one is like a Ben and Lauren to me. Like I just like can't wrap my head around a couple that I was so convinced were so in love and so perfect together. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I just can't believe that. And it wasn't even like all that long that you guys were together in the real world. No. I said it once. I'll say it again. Love is not real. Like you only love someone until you don't. I know that's like super pessimistic, but I feel like no, when I look- No, that's how I feel. Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming to my side. You only love someone until you don't. And that's why we need to like stop glorifying love. <laughs> stop. Just like loving people, guys. But we have the clip of Serene actually explaining what went down with Brandon. So let's give it a listen. Okay. Like what happened? Because we saw reality Steve spoiled something of him kissing a girl in a bar. And then I think the- News came out the next day, so what happened? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we we both had things, like, we could have done better in the relationship, and it was something that we were both very much still in, and, you know, we had gone to therapy, which was really cool, like, not just because, oh, there's an issue, but, like, we were actually provided with therapy, like, from Friendship. the jump of our relationship okay and so like it's not this like simple thing that like oh it just didn't work like we you know tried to give ourselves the tools and like set ourselves up for success but like there were just ultimately so many things and then you know like you talked about like reality steve and like a video i think after that it was just like okay there's like irreparable damage you know yeah and like i don't know And of course there was part of me that like was like, okay, I really like love this person and I struggled with it for a long time. Like there was just no coming back from like, did you find out from the internet or did you find out from somebody, you know, because I can't imagine finding out something like that through the internet. I actually, I got a DM from a stranger and I didn't get it. And so that person messaged someone from my season and the person from my season messaged me and was like, hey, like, I don't know, you know, of course, like, people say, like, stuff all the time, but this is something you should look at, and I, like, video footage. I, like, went and looked for the DM, I, like, didn't find it, and then I, like, searched the girl who she said sent it to her, and clicked message, and then it, like, came up. That's jarring. For for the girl that it was sent to, to even see it, Right. it's just, like, okay, at this point, like, this is, I'm so sorry. That is awful, and may I ask... Did he ever apologize? 
Yeah. Okay. He did. Not that that takes away the pain. <laughs> I wish this story went into a little bit more detail. First and foremost, they never yeah. say the word cheating in that conversation. It's so vague. You have to know what the video that Reality Steve posted months ago even was to know what they were saying. And the elephant in the room, can we just name the elephant? Like, let's just, right. there is an elephant and it is the fact that Brandon cheated, but let's just say it. Because I was trying to follow the story and figure out, like, what really happened here. Regardless, there's a video, so it's not like... A video of him cheating? So, okay, they're talking like everyone knew this, but I feel like, yes, we, like, kind of knew this. I feel like it may have come out, honestly, guys, when stuff would come out on, like, Thursdays, when we were mm -hmm. releasing episodes Thursdays. If stuff came out Thursday... Unless it could really hold till the next week, sometimes we would just skip it. Cause like, what are we gonna do? It was old right. by then. So I think that's what happened. Like, I think we covered their breakup and then this happened, but it was like, we kind of just skipped over it. But I do remember this happening. I don't know if everyone was talking about it, but yeah, there is video no. footage. Of him doing what though? Like hanging out with this, like not having sex with this girl. Well, I don't, I hope there's not a sex tape. <laughs> no, do right, you, that's what I'm Google. like. How do you have a video of someone cheating? Unless they're just like kissing or they're just hanging out. Why don't we take a break and Google this so we can get accurate information for our listeners? Go ahead. Reality Steve, Brandon, cheating. Reality Steve says, exclusive, Brandon Jones at the club, superstition in August, Texas on May 5th with another woman. Okay, so the thread is from June, but the actual video is from May. Three days mm -hmm. later on May 8th, Brandon and Serene gave a joint statement on Instagram announcing their breakup. And then there's a video. So the video was of him just at the like club. being with another woman. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming, like, I'm just looking at a screenshot, so I'm assuming it's like just... To see your man on the dance floor with any woman in, like, a dark club. Of course. It, it's yeah. suspect, for sure. Especially if you didn't know about it and you're like, okay, well, why are you lying to me about where you are and what you're doing and why are you with this girl? So, right. Well, this is where it gets a little messy. Serene's episode on Off the Vine comes out. Everyone starts talking about it. And now Brandon has taken to his own Instagram page to dispute what Serene is saying. So this is what Brandon's Instagram said. Oh, no. I know. Like, guys, sometimes <laughs> silence is golden. Yes, <laughs> silence is so golden. Not everything needs, like, a response. So he says, in light of recent events that have transpired over the last few days, I needed to take a beat to reflect and process my emotions surrounding this delicate matter that is intimate and personal to me. Now that I've had a moment to digest, I want to clear the air and respond with my truth. I understand there is a narrative circulating that falsely paints my character, so I wanted to provide some light to the situation to be transparent. Before leaving to Texas, my partner and I made the difficult choice to end our relationship and go our separate ways. As this was a public relationship, we both decided to hold off on sharing the news until we mutually felt it was time, so we shared the news with family and friends. Where I have taken fault and responsibility is a conversation we shared the day before I left, speaking on doing long distance. Unfortunately, during this time of private separation coming back from Austin, a video came to light that, while harmless, made my ex upset. After speaking with her one-on-one -on -one and navigating our new normal, she felt that I had cheated on her and wanted to make this news known. For the record, in the early days of our official breakup, I shared one dance with a woman, nothing else, just a single dance before leaving with my friends. Completely understanding where her valid feelings were coming from, I took ownership regarding her feelings and my actions. As we had made amends and 
and agreed to put this behind us, I was surprised to learn very publicly that there are still lingering issues between us that need to be resolved. Out of profound respect and love for the time we shared together, I want to move forward peacefully, ultimately hoping to preserve our memories and former relationship. I don't know if you're going to preserve your former relationship, but he said, ends with, thank you all for taking the time to read this. I appreciate you and I'm hopeful for a fresh start now that I've shared the story through my lens. Love, Brandon. I'm like literally choking on this word salad because it's just like, <laughs> dude, I don't need all of this. So his position is they were already broken up before this video came out. So he was well within his rights to dance with another woman and it wasn't cheating. Quite frankly, like at the end of the day, this is just like semantics and I don't care. Like what is it with all of these Bachelor Nation men feeling like they need to like go out and defend their character when at the end of the day, if they had just like said nothing, everyone would move on in two weeks, but like they're keeping it going. And like the reason why we're still talking about this is because Brandon's like making it worse. Not to take Brandon's side, but I can see why if your ex is saying that you cheated and you feel that you didn't wanting to maybe defend your name a little okay, bit. Okay, but write what it I, in three sentences. Well, like, that's what maximum. I was going to say. What I don't understand is every, this is a two slide Instagram post in, with very small font. So this is like 18 pages front and back, basically. This could have just been, hi guys, Serene said I cheated. I actually didn't. We were broken up. Love, Brandon. Right. XOXO gossip girl. Perfect. Right. Like, I, I, I mean, all this other context, I guess, is helpful to see the full picture. I can kind of see his side being true mm -hmm. as, as well. And I can also see Serene being like, what the fuck? I feel like that was cheating. I, both sides can be right. I'm just in the right. middle, guys. It's true. It's like when Ross and Rachel said they were on a break. Was it cheating or was it not? I can't open that can of worms again. But no, we can't. Yeah, I could see how from Serene's perspective, she was like, even though maybe they were technically broken up, she's like, okay, but maybe you're saying one thing to me, like you still want to work on things and we're still trying to kind of figure things out and now you're dancing with some other girl. I get it. I don't get when like, okay, I shared a dance with a woman, that's it. That may be true, sure. Mm -hmm. But is that it because that's all the video showed for all? Right. Like, did we you don't know. just dance with a woman and then say, okay, salutations, and then leave right. and go your, your own he ways? could have. Yeah, he could have. But also, that with the video only showed so much. As you pointed out in the beginning of this, we don't have a video of you guys getting it on. So right. we'll, we don't know for sure what really went down here. No, that's a good point because, like, if what Brandon is saying is true, why would Serene then kind of, like, double down on the cheating? Or I guess, to be fair, she never said the word cheating in that video in the clip true. we just listened to. So it's more like mm -hmm. a conflict. Which she's still within her right to be upset about, So, but it's just like... I feel like we're um, therapists right now in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like we're on a couch and, like, we have Brandon on one side, Serene on the other, and we're like, yes, Brandon, validating Brandon's feelings. But at the same time, Serene, validating your feelings, totally get your point, too. I think in this yeah. specific Bachelor feud, both sides do have a point here. What mm -hmm. I take issue is, is why didn't you guys work it out? <laughs> You fooled me. I thought that you guys were going to be together well, forever. Well, because he's moving, right? He said he's moving to Texas. They were talking about doing long distance. I don't think long distance is for everyone. In fact, I actually think it's for no one. It's for no one, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the second you guys say that you're going long distance, nail in the coffin. Did you hear? Yeah, we over. have not talked about um, season five of Love is Blind yet, but surprise, surprise, something may be coming in like a week or two. Yeah. However, did you hear that Lydia and Milton are moving out? Ah. Uh, did you hear okay, this? So. No, I didn't hear that, but 
kiss of death. Start, yeah. Start the, like, what is it? Like the timer or the, the stopwatch? Yeah. Or the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Why can't I ever watch. come up with the like, timer? Well, you you right. can use multiple words for this. Stopwatch, I know, guys, timer, but like, I clock. feel like you need to see me because a lot of times when I can't find my words, I'm giving um, physical cues to Jackie as to what I mean. Like, someone in our Facebook group said that she talks out loud to our podcast, and I was like, oh, like, when I'm curious to know, like when yeah. you would talk out loud to us, and she's like, I don't know. Sometimes when you can't think of words, <laughs> I answer what your words are supposed to be. I'm like, oh, thanks. So yeah, like start the clock. That's what I meant. Right. We're gonna start the clock on Lydia and Milton because I think their days are numbered. If anytime you guys are moving out, going long distance, yeah, unless it's for a very specific temporary reason. Like I was about to ask, like, is Milton? going to school for something or yeah, like I don't know. someone starting a new job. So they're going to be long distance, but the other person is going to like meet them once they like sell their house sure, or something. Yes. Like there are reasons why for you could be temporarily long distance and you have to suffer through. But yeah, if you're just moving out to get some space from your literal spouse. <laughs> yeah. There's a problem here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just remember Susie and Clayton when they announced it and it, and there right. was no like end in sight. It was just like, we're moving out to pursue our individual dreams. And we're like, guys. So you're breaking up. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, Darn. back to Brandon and Serene. We kind of got off topic there. Yeah. Love's not real. You're in love mm. till you're not. Right. Get that tattooed on my forehead. You're in love till you're not. <laughs> I just think it's a good phrase that we all need to remember sometimes. We're so negative. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Well, okay. Moving on. Speaking of other bad news... Um, okay, so at first this was good news, but now it's turned to bad news. So last week, I was very happy to see that Clayton announced that there was an Airbnb that is essentially like a bachelor experience house. Like, I don't know, it's like a cocktail party, there'll be roses there, and it said Airbnb can be reserved with or without an appearance by Clayton. Prices currently reflect a booking without an appearance. To book an appearance, please state that you have an interest when booking your stay. If requested, I will get into character. This is Clayton. As if I was back on the show, take you and your friends through a rose ceremony with an introductory speech, roses handed out, and champagne toast at the end. I'm also happy to stay and take pictures afterwards and share all the great things about Scottsdale that you will all soon get to experience because he's like a real estate person. So this is an Airbnb that he's turning into like a bachelor thing. Yes. And if you want Clayton to come, it's a $500 additional on top of whatever the Airbnb is. Am I the only one who thinks that that fee is actually very reasonable? I think it's super reasonable. For Clayton to come out all dressed up and like literally like host a rose ceremony? That's You could easily be charging double for that, Clayton. That's a priceless experience. Maybe this Airbnb is like down the block from his house and he's like, whatever, it's going to take five minutes. I know, it's easy but it's money. like, can you imagine? Because it's like, I'm assuming he's doing this here in Scottsdale, here in Scottsdale, as if I'm in Scottsdale. I'm not. But like Scottsdale is obviously a very big like location for bachelorette parties and stuff. So it's like, could you imagine going there with all of your friends? You all put on your gowns and oh my God, Clayton I literally shows up with like 10 roses and hands everyone a rose, like as if it's a rose ceremony. That's so fun. No, when this first Wait, we came should out, go and pay well, $500 and have Clayton come. No shit, but when I started this story, I told you guys that it started as a good story and it's ending at with not a oh, happy no. ending. So we're gonna get there in a second. However, when I first saw this come out, I was like, dude, 
do we do FOTSFest 3.0 here? Like, this is really right. fucking cool. And then the price of the ticket would just go towards the Clayton appearance fee. And then mm-hmm. everyone stays in this Airbnb. Yes. That sounds like such a great time. But when I went to get this Airbnb link, because we're, I'm like, oh, I want to do a creep story on this. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about this on the podcast. The Airbnb link doesn't work anymore. And someone shared this story in our Facebook group. So I'm like, oh, I'll go find it there. The story is no longer there. I couldn't find the link anywhere. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, why don't I just go straight to the source? So I DM'd my old pal, Clayton. I said, hi, is the Bachelor-themed Airbnb no longer available? He said, the Airbnb will still be available and I can still stop by and say hello, but unfortunately, I cannot hand out roses and or do a rose ceremony. I said, oh man, okay. And I want to press a little bit more, but I don't want to put Clayton in an uncomfortable spot. My gut is possibly saying, well, two things. First and foremost, I thought of, like, Clayton, is this the smartest idea when you have, like, paternity scandals, cheating scandals left and right, like, people constantly trying to, like, pretend things about you? Is that the smartest choice? Probably not. But two, I wonder if him going and pretending to be The Bachelor is a copyright issue. Like, now you'll stop by and say hi, but you can't dress up and be The Bachelor and hand out roses and make a profit off of it. Because essentially, if anyone's going to do that, shouldn't ABC make a cut of it? Yeah, I don't know. I, you're probably on to something. That's probably true. My first response in hearing that was just kind of like, probably because people were just like abusing this feature. And just like Clayton's like, all right, I was putting myself out there too much. Like it's Oh, you it's think this like what this sold out? Everyone was booking Clayton. No, I, yeah, I think Clayton was just like, wait, maybe this was like a mistake to open this can of worms that like I could just like go to these houses and do this. So doesn't it feel like too much? Like the fact that he initially suggested it in the first place, I'm like, that's brave. People are crazy. And like, when you think about it, cameos, like the, the app cameo, Mm -hmm. if you book, I think like Chris Harrison, I, the last time I checked, it probably has gone Mm -hmm. down since, but he used to have cameos for $500. So you get a 30 second happy birthday message from Chris Harrison for the same price that you can get to hang out with Clayton and get a rose and a cocktail party. Like, it right. actually, it's a great deal. <laughs> it's an amazing value. Can't pass up savings like that. But I imagine like not everyone is as, like, cool and chill and normal as we would be. And Clayton might be like, wait, this was a mistake to offer up my services for such an attainable fee that, like, it's, I don't know. I, I could see it being too much. Is it something you and I do? We expense it yeah. on the She's All Batch business. I'm dead serious. We'll pay yeah. for it from our, our company account. Mm-hmm. We pay for the Airbnb, we pay the appearance fee, and then we just shoot a bunch of content with Clayton. With Clayton? Like, that would be so fun. That's a great investment, because it will pay for itself. Right. And then nine months later, I'm going to be pregnant with Clayton's baby. Right. And I'm going to rock his world once again. Yeah. Then just we kidding. sue him I won't for paternity and yeah. get <laughs> yeah. all his money. Just kidding. Yes. Love Clayton. Clayton, like, we're obsessed with you. Well, so when this originally came out, I was like, okay, this is the Bachelor experience. How deep into the Bachelor experience are we going, though? Like, will there be a producer that pulls me aside at the cocktail party and tries to rile me up and fight with my friend? Like, sends me mm-hmm. back into the room, and I'm like, Jackie, what the fuck did you just say? And then, like, we start fighting. Like, yeah, how and then deep we go are we on a going? two-on-one date with Clayton, mm-hmm. and someone comes out alive. Yeah, I just wonder how much of the experience are we really getting. And this kind of makes me feel like this should be a thing. Like, I think this is what they wanted Bachelor on Ice or whatever the fuck that show. What was that on show? Ba- Bachelor <laughs> Live on Stage. When yeah. I got to see, uh, Greg what's his name? Andrew and Greg 
breathe, breathe on stage. <laughs> it was really magical. But I feel like that's what they wanted that show to be like. The Bachelor experience. You get to really see what it's like. But it's mm -hmm. like, no, Becca's doing like pirouettes on stage. And this has nothing yeah. to do with the actual Bachelor. This idea is kind of like a little cooler. And I think more fans would like this. Come to this house and live the Bachelor experience. Yeah, I think more fans would like it. How many former contestants could you get to act something like this out? I don't think many. Clayton, we only need one for one house. Yeah, but he's already thrown in the towel. He said he can't do it anymore. <laughs> he's like, this is too much. It's kind of like, you know, the Friends experience in New York City. Have you ever gone to that? I never went to it, but I know of it. My sister went to it and said it was like amazing for fans. Really? Like it's so spot on. Like every single scene is exactly how it was set up mm -hmm. on the show. That I think, I don't know, missed opportunity, guys. Why do we have to think of everything? It's kind of annoying yeah. at this point. All right, uh, moving on. Once you are out of the bachelorette party in Scottsdale with Clayton, you're going to be maybe a little bit hungover, a little bit tired. And I think something that could really help you guys out is Waterboy. Waterboy is a new company from Connor S, actually, from Hannah Brown's season. I don't know if Connor you guys remember S. him or not. Yes. Okay, we love you, Connor. Yeah, we love Connor, and he's created an amazing product. Basically, now he's got you covered when you guys have hangovers and you're down and out or just need a little bit of extra energy, check out Waterboy. Waterboy is a hydration powder scientifically formulated to cut your hangover time in half. Waterboy has added ingredients that go beyond hydration that help with nausea, fatigue, and anxiety, which is, I am the queen of anxiety. I can have a glorious night out with friends and wake up in the morning and be like, Oh my God, does everyone, everyone hate me? Everyone hates like, what's, me. Yeah. What's going on? Like something must be horrible. And so the anxiety thing I think is really a game changer. Yes. Hundreds of thousands of people already trust Waterboy as their hangover cure and you should too. It's time to stop dealing with anxiety alone and let the very own Connor S. help us all out. For a limited time, She's All Batch listeners get 15% off if you go to waterboy.com slash she's all batch. That's 15% off at waterboy.com slash she's all batch. Guys, never have anxiety ever again. Also, if you're going to this bachelorette party and you want to hang out with Clayton, you're going to want to look snatched in your cocktail dress. And that's where Honey Love comes into play. Not only does Honey Love have amazing shapewear, bodysuits. I have two of their bodysuits. I swear by them. I think they're great. They also have um, amazing, incredibly comfortable bras. So we want to tell you guys about Honey Love's crossover bra. It's literally the lift and hold of a normal bra, but with a sports bra level of comfort. Like you don't have that underwire poking you. Also, I was in a Facebook group the other day and someone was asking like, oh, what's the best shapewear line? Like, does anyone have, I have my wedding coming up and like, I want mm -hmm. a really good shapewear. And I was so happy to see so many of the comments for real say honey love and I was like ah I work with honey love this is so great it's just so great to align with a brand that you really do believe in so if you want to get 20% off your order you can go to honeylove.com slash she's all batch 20 that's our exclusive link so you have to type in the whole thing to get 20% off that's honeylove.com slash she's all batch two zero after you purchase they may ask where you heard about them please support our show and tell them that we sent you there it's time Time to ditch the underwire for good, thanks to Honey Love. We gotta get into the recap room. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I'm just grabbing my coffee, but I'll be there. Hit the music. Almost Alright, so we're in episode four of Bachelor in Paradise. We start off with yet another update about Sam's bowel movements. <sighs> it's day 10 of no pooping. 
I'm concerned. I have two things to say about this. Actually, three. Actually, a million. Well, one, in general, why are we focusing on this girl pooping? Like, this is my least favorite storyline. I don't like it. So this girl has gone on for 10 days without pooping. One, how is she not in so much pain and, like, literally unable to walk? That's what I want to know. And two, how is her stomach so flat? Like, don't you, like, cause I feel like if I need to poop, you can't like feel snatched and skinny and hot when you feel like you have to poop. And if she hasn't pooped literally for 10 days, yet looks as good as she does. Part of me is like, is this a real storyline? Like, I don't know. Also, how is this scientifically possible? How is she not exploding? Like literally like exploding. What I think is interesting is obviously they shoot the season and then they go home and they edit it, whatever the schedule Mm -hmm. is. So they knew when editing that Sam goes home because of this. We find out in this episode that she later goes Mm -hmm. home. Jesse then later in the episode gives an update about how she went home and she still hadn't pooped. So like even leaving the beach didn't help. But like ABC knows that while saying like, hmm, how much time are we going to dedicate to each storyline? And yet you still thought it was necessary to dedicate this. It's not even like she finally poops and then stays on the beach and it's great. It's right. like she, and it's a she goes celebration. home. Yeah. <laughs> like she goes home because of this. Like maybe you should have just like chopped that storyline in half and not given us so much of that when you know that she ends up going home and it's not even a thing anymore. Right. And now we here we are investing in someone who like, like you said, is gone from the beach. Like now there's no, there's nowhere to go now with this storyline. Right. I thought it was really funny how they were like, oh man, now like when it was unknown if she was going to go home and or poop, they're like, oh man, mm-hmm. if Sam goes home, like Aaron S is going to be so sad. They have such a strong connection. And yet they allowed essentially a bad stomach ache come between them because Aaron S could have left with Sam. If they had that so great true. of a connection, just leave with her. But right. for you to stay and say, oh man, you're constipated. I'm going to date someone else now. Like that's all it took to break you guys up. So how deep was your connection in the first place? Right. That's an amazing point. And I have I have thoughts about Aaron S, which we can get to like later with the truth box, but I think like mm. something shady is going on over there. Mm. Um. But yeah, overall, I did not care for this storyline. I'm concerned about the logistics of it. I just like, like, what's the world record for someone not pooping for how long? What happens? At some point, like, where does it all go? It has to go somewhere. It's all built up in her stomach because she's clearly eating, you know? Ew. Oh, no. What did you Google? (laughs) Oh, my God. What? How long can you go without pooping? Watch it be like five days and then you die. And then they're meanwhile, they're telling us that she's gone 10 days and it's just like, you liars. Liars. But yeah, I mean, she goes, Aaron S really doesn't care. He stays on the beach, even though he doesn't have any other connections on the beach. Um, then John Henry shows up mm-hmm. looking like he walked straight out of Teen Bop magazine onto the beach and yeah. all the girls have hard eyes for him and I don't blame them. He's very cute. Totally. He talks to like Kat, Kylie, and Olivia and then ultimately takes Olivia on the date and she's smitten and Peter is sad boy but I like forgot that she was even with Peter. They just seem like acquaintances. Yeah, it doesn't seem that deep between them and clearly like Olivia came back really happy about her date with John Henry so I think this is all great. Yeah, and then as this is all going on, John B arrives. He takes a Eliza on the date and everyone's surprised because Eliza and Aaron B are the only solid couple. And if they're open, everyone's open. Like that's news to me. We've seen all of four seconds of Aaron B and Eliza, but all of a sudden they're the strongest couple on the beach and we should, we should rally against them or for them. Yes. I, 
Also, it was weird. Like, we didn't see their date, did we? Who? John, John B. and, B and Eliza? Eliza. I think we did see part of it. But they're like, honestly, oh, we allocated so much time to Sam's constipation that we can't show you that much of John B. and Eliza's dates. No, we definitely did see their date because they kissed. So oh. I know, how would I know that if I didn't see the date? True. I did think it was weird, like, the whole conversation that Eliza was having being like, last time I didn't do it the right way, so this time she wants to do it differently. I'm kind of confused because I'm like, how is this different from what she's doing or what she did last time. Right. So, like, what did she do last time? She had, she was in a love triangle with Rodney and Justin. But, like, how did that end again? Uh, I think, did she end up picking Rodney? But then remember she went to go see Justin, Justin. At, in Baltimore afterwards? But then they didn't end up together? She essentially found herself between two guys. So, right, how is this different? Because now I don't know. she's... Has the strongest connection on the beach with Aaron B, but then still goes on a date with John B. So many bees. So many bees. So little time. Save the bees. <laughs> Aaron explains that he's, you know, very upset about this. He compares Eliza to fig jam that he wants on his charcuterie board. Charcuterie. Wait, what are you saying? I, I don't know how to fucking. I never know how to say that word. What is it? Charcuterie. Sh- charcuterie. Charcuterie. Okay. You see this fig jam. I want that on my charcuterie board. And that's exactly how I feel about Eliza. Like, bro, what? What does that even mean? You couldn't think of any other comparison? I don't know. Charcuterie boards are, like, sexy and hot. Is fig jam, like, the greatest thing you can put on it? Because I don't... Is he trying to say that, like, Eliza is, like, I guess probably special? Maybe? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think fig jam is a great addition with, like, some (laughs) a little, like, prosciutto and a nice, like, manchego cheese and a fig jam. Like, that sounds good. But But I'm sure there are better combinations that you could find for a cheese board. Like a baked brie, perhaps. Who's to say? Okay, so both dates come to an end. Olivia and John Henry come back. They come back hand in hand. And Olivia's giddy, even though she has Peter waiting back at the beach for her. What I thought was weird is Olivia comes back to the group and she's so giddy. And she tells Kylie, of all people, that she needs to girl talk because she's torn between these two men. And I'm like, wait. Yeah, didn't she hate Kylie? Yes. Didn't she literally say last episode she would want Kylie off the beach? Although that was one of the the things that I called out. As being like shady editing. So mm-hmm. it just goes to show it's just like if you're gonna be shady at editing, can they like keep their story straight at least? I do think Olivia did not like Kylie though. It just may not have been as extreme. And now she's over it in literally one day. I think she was ultimately mad at Kylie because Kylie, the guys that Olivia liked kept going for Kylie. And now that Olivia right. found herself in between two guys, she's like, well, girl, I don't need to be mad at you anymore. Like, I've, I've got enough going on. Yeah, I thought it was so awkward when Olivia is then talking to Peter, kind of like debriefing about the date because Olivia has already now kissed John Henry. And so that kind of puts them ahead in relationships to Peter. And Peter's like, oh, like, I just like is now the right time to kiss blah 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 and Olivia's like um if you think it's the right time I feel like basically saying don't kiss me and then they kiss anyway and I thought it was like so awkward and cringy no it was pretty sorry Peter your days are numbered on the speech you're uh, yeah I know and like again you like someone until you don't like them anymore if you really liked Olivia all that much why did you not kiss her on the beach at all prior to her going on the date now all of a sudden she goes on a date with someone else and you want to kiss her and like are you going to want to kiss her tomorrow when you have the rose I feel like the setup of this show granted it's set up to like give us drama which is good 
it's not set up to like actually create good relationships because it's all about using people to get to the next step. Like, I don't think Peter really cares. I don't think John B really cares. I just, I feel like these, the couples that are not that serious are kind of just like, trying to stick around. You know, they say like the whole point is like they want you to explore multiple relationships and it's like going on multiple dates isn't necessarily bad, but with the way the show is set up, the fact that like someone has the rose and like in the one round needs to pick someone to continue to pursue into the next week, it kind of like squashes love triangles before they can really like continue. You know what I mean? Cause like Olivia is going to probably give her rose to John Henry and then Peter's gonna be gone versus like if they could all continue to stay on the beach together and Olivia could be more torn between John Henry, but Peter's like still there trying to win her affections. Like that would actually make for more drama. But now at the rose ceremony, like that's going to be squashed immediately because you have to like pick someone to continue with. And then like the love triangle is gone versus, and I feel like now these days people know that and they're like, okay, the way to stay on the show is just find one connection and just like keep it going the whole time. And we'll just give each other our roses so that we make it to the end and get into the most episodes. But that like keeps people from exploring all these relationships, which is what they're supposed to be doing. And then when you do explore different relationships, it's like the kiss of death. You're getting sent home probably. Right. And like also when people do that, you get very surface level relationships, which we've seen on this season. Like I kind of feel like Blake and Jess are pretty surface level. Jess. Yeah, uh, I agree. uh, Rachel and Sean, which we'll get Mm -hmm. into, are really surface level. It's all couples that are like, okay, you're my partner for now until someone better comes along and then I'm going to move on from you. Like if Eliza and Aaron B are supposed to be the deepest connection and we know nothing about their relationship. I think this season is pretty much doomed. I agree. Couldn't have said it better myself. Wells brings out the truth box. And I mean, did this not remind everyone else of the exact same thing with Hannah Brown sitting around the bonfire? It's just, what kind of thing can we pull out of our ass at the end of the night Mm -hmm. that's going to ruffle feathers? I am okay with it. Just like I was okay with Hannah and the bonfire. If it causes drama, I'm okay with it. But we have to acknowledge that it's them like pulling strings to make drama happen. Of course it is. And that's why I'm kind of not okay with it because it's so obvious to me that it's like, how much you want to bet that the things that Wells was reading out were things that like production stuffed in the box just to like push people's buttons. Like who would ever write Brayden and Rachel should make out? Maybe Brayden. Maybe Brayden, but two people wrote it. So it's like, who's that other person who's like, you guys should do this. Brayden probably wrote it twice. Is there a limit to how many things you could write in the box? The limit does not exist. I think Brayden just wrote it over and over and put it into the box. But I agree. The difference between the truth box and the bonfire is that the bonfire, the questions are out in the open. You know who's asking which question. With the truth box, you can kind of say shit and not have your name tied to it. Right, right. And so Wells is like reading out these things that I'm 99% sure production just wrote. But then Aaron S. decides he's going to like stir the pot and throw the truth box on the ground and it smashes open. And he's now reading all of the secrets from Mm -hmm. the truth box. And you heard it here first. If Aaron S. is somehow saved by some random person in the rose ceremony, then I think this was like a deal that he made with production that, cause right now, like Sam just went home. So he has no rose. He's supposed to be going home. And then Aaron S. randomly is the one like pushing the drama along and like smashing the truth box and being like, we gotta read all these things and get it all out in the open. If some random girl is like, Aaron S., I want to give you a friendship rose. That I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this was a deal he made with production to stay. I like this theory 
But was it that hard to get someone to take the bait to just open the truth box? I was confused why they didn't just open it to begin with. When Wells was reading a few of the first ones, mm -hmm. and they were like, these are soft Because I don't think ones. anyone wrote those pieces of paper. I think Wells was just saying, wow, someone in the truth box wrote, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And it's like literally him reading a teleprompter from the producers. Right. Here's, um, I wrote down a couple of the truths that came from the truth box. Cat played Brayden. Again, I think mm -hmm. that could easily have been Brayden. Tanner should watch out for Kat. And I don't think Kat is looking out for Jess like she thinks she is. I didn't really understand what that meant. Because in what sense? I mean, remember the other episode when we found out that Tanner was on, like, number one on Jess's list, but then Kat still went on a date with him? Oh. That's what I think. But I think that's not Kat looking out for Jess at all. That's very deliberately not looking out for Jess. That's like, what, I'm just like, when that's did what Kat, it's saying. No, but when did Kat look out for Jess? I don't think she ever said she was looking out for Jess. I think they're saying that Jess thinks that Kat is looking out for her. Oh, but Kat's only in it for herself. According to the truth box. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Something that ends up transpiring here is Rachel getting mad on the beach at Sean mm -hmm. because Sean, like what, this whole story was like so crazy. Rachel gets really mad because she finds out that Sean also likes Jess, but is saying that Rachel really likes him. Yeah, because I think Sean is making it seem like, oh yeah, I'm just with Rachel because Rachel like likes me so much. Meanwhile, I think Rachel was like, dude, I'm only with you because you kind of said you liked me. Like, I don't think sh either of them really like each other. It's really just a relationship of convenience, which is fine at this level. But the fact that Sean's running around being like, ugh, Rachel's just like obsessed with me, but like she's mm -hmm. fine for now. I could see how that would upset Rachel because she's like, what the fuck? I don't even like you that much. She's like, bitch, I was the bachelorette, Sean. Yeah. Take several yeah. seats. Like, I was yeah. literally dating you to wait for someone else. This is a two-way right, exactly. street here. But that's what I mean. I feel like every single couple this season is very, like, what did you just use? The phrase you just used, like, um... Convenient? Yeah. A relationship it's of like convenience? Every, every, yeah. Every, yeah, everyone's kind of using the, the person that they're with for convenience. Like, no one's actually really dating each other. And I think that's right. what's missing from this season versus previous seasons. I agree. Because I feel like by episode four of previous seasons, we were seeing like established, deeper couples. Whereas mm. now it's like, do you think any of them are really feeling each other at this point? No. I'm trying to think. Yeah, no. So also like Sean saying that he wanted to pursue Jess, but like Rachel really liked him. So he couldn't. It's like, no, you couldn't because Jess doesn't like you. And like, you can bring up Taylor Swift all you want, but she still doesn't want to date you. So... And then, like, she even says, like, it's not like I'm tied down to Blake. I'm open to people. I'm just not open to you. Right. It could Truth not hurts. have been more clear. I know. Right. So Rachel and Brayden make out. Well, I'm just kind of like, why did it take so many people in the truth box writing that they should make out for them to make out? Why weren't they pursued? Like, if there was clearly an attraction there and they get along, I think they got along really well as friends. Why weren't they together to begin with? I don't know. I guess because they both were with other people and kind of distracted. I felt like the kiss between Rachel and Brayden was the most real and mm -hmm. hottest kiss this season. Like, I was watching them, and I was like, damn, you actually feel that there's, like, sexual tension between them. I yeah. thought it was a really hot makeout session. It was, like, For a sure. long time waiting, like, built-up sexual tension. But I like mm -hmm. them together. But I do, too. I feel like I don't think anything's going to happen with them because remember when they sat them next to each other 
at like charities after the yeah. final rose. And Jesse's like, whoa, Rachel's sitting next to Brayden. What do you think that means? And it's like, well, obviously yeah. it means nothing then, Jesse, because you literally nothing that you say is truthful. Not even coming from the truth box. They're going to come out of this like really good friends, which is yeah. great. So then Kat finds herself really pissed at Aaron S. I feel like I went to the bathroom at some point during this. So could you fill me in on like what the fuck happened between them and why was Kat yelling so much? It's because Aaron S. was reading off the, the truth letters. So that say like, oh, people should watch out for Kat and all, all these things. Right. For some reason, she's blaming Aaron S. for like just reading the messages that supposedly all these other people wrote. It was very mistargeted anger. Yes. But I guess, she, who do you target? Right. I, th- I think that's the problem is she doesn't really know who to target. But I, I think the fact that she's coming off like so defensive about it, it's like, girl, you clearly know you were kind of in the wrong here, which is fine. But I would like respect her more if she just kind of owned it and was like, yeah, okay. I didn't like Brayden that much. Like my bad. It's fine. <laughs> like she didn't do anything. Like she didn't kill anyone. It's fine, guys. But people are like, so we talked about last week how we didn't really see what if Kat did anything all that wrong. And right. when I say like, everyone's opinion on those videos that I posted were against Kat, though. Like, no one saw that Kat did anything right, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? But I think if she had a conversation with Brayden that got cut. That's what I think. I think people are not happy with her delivery of things, though. Like, we were looking at, like, logistics. Like, did you tell Brayden or did you not? Mm -hmm. Whatever. But everyone's looking at, like, her tone and how she's saying it and... I don't know. I think in this episode, she literally was yelling so loud. They were showing other people across the beach and you hear Kat's voice in the distance yelling. Mm -hmm. So she was pissed. And she says to Aaron, or she says about Aaron, there's a reason why you're still single at 33. I'm like, oh, geez, 33 is old these days? Yeah, Yeah, 33 is not old. I know. I think it's just Kat's defensiveness is really weird. Although I kind of am team Kat in that like, she doesn't have to like Brayden. She doesn't have to like, you know, as long as she had a conversation with him prior and said, hey, I know we've been hanging out, but I'm going to go on this date. I'm interested in exploring things with Tanner. Like, I think everyone's just like really rallying behind Brayden because they like him more and he seems to be like the friend of everyone on the beach. But it's just like, she doesn't have to date him. It's fine. I agree. And like, oh, have the tables turned that everyone's rallying behind Brayden, who you all like couldn't stand just a couple of months ago. It really is well, crazy. Not me. Oh. Remember back? I was oh, like, yes. what? Brayden did nothing wrong. I was always team Brayden. I'm glad that people are finally seeing the light because what did he ever do? Nothing. Also, he's like really fucking hot. He is hot. And the earrings thing, while I'm not like that into the earrings, I think it just shows a level of confidence. Like when mm. a guy can just like wear something kooky and weird and be like, fuck it. Like it doesn't matter. It does not affect my masculinity if I wear earrings, I think that's hot because it's just like, it shows a confidence and like comfortability in your skin. So totally. No, I I really like it. it. So it seems as though someone else comes down to the beach before the rose ceremony because there needs Mm -hmm. to be something shaken up here. We see Sean admitting that he lost his job to come to Paradise and now he's going to leave with nothing because he no longer has Rachel and there's no one else on the beach. He asks Paradise Gods for a miracle. And lo and behold, we see the feet of someone. And she's either going to take Peter, Sean, or Aaron S. If your theory is right, I think it should be Aaron S. Who gets saved. 
Yes, because he bargained. He bargained with producers like, fine, I'll open the truth box, but like you have to save me. And then they send down this girl, whoever it is. Yeah, you heard it here first, guys. Let's see next week. But that's what I think is going to happen. I think so too. And I think out of those three guys, like I don't really care if Sean goes. Peter, I think, you know, your days are numbered. time. Right. But Aaron, I feel like I have more of a desire to stay. So I hope he Mm -hmm. does. Also, he looks like Adam Levine. We're not talking about that enough. No, we're not. The people are not talking about it. Next week is Kat's birthday, and that means no one can go on dates with Tanner. But Davia comes down, and she takes Tanner on a date. Davia follows me on TikTok, and, like, I didn't know she was going to paradise. And I wanted to be like, girl, why didn't you tell me? We're TikTok friends. Right. Right. So I got to ask her about that. But I think she's stunning, and I'm so happy she went to paradise. Yeah. What season is she even from? I'm like, is she a night one go-homer? I'm like, who is this girl? Yeah, she went home very early. Oh. Oh, so Davia is from Zach's season. Got it. And she went home... Oh, she's eliminated week four. I thought she went home night one. She got very little screen time on the show. Mm. But yeah, so it looks like Davia takes Tanner on a date, and that is not okay. It's not okay, one, because Kat likes Tanner. But two, Mm -hmm. it's Kat's birthday, and you do not fuck with Kat on her birthday. So I'm excited to see. It looks like it'll be a shit show. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Here for it. All right. Got to get out of the room. All right. Um, I'll see you in the other room. Okay. Okay, guys. If you love the legend Gabby Windy, fashion icon, former bachelorette, as much as we do, you're going to want to hear about her new collaboration with Cupshe. If you're looking for something to wear New Year's Eve or Christmas night or for drinks in December with your girlfriends, you're going to want to check out Gabby and Cupshe's holiday party collection. It's a fun and festive collection split up into three themes. The first theme is Starlit Night. It's like fun mini dresses, perfect to, you know, cocktails. Then there's Warm Hearted Soiree. It's chic and comfy looks, perfect to wear for friends and family events. Then there's Holiday Disco, which is sequin looks, glamorous styles. This is the Christmas, New Year's Eve kind of feel. I actually got the high-waisted plaid mini skirt, and I just look like Cher Horowitz from Clueless, and I am loving this collection, guys. You have to check it out. We have the link in the episode description. Make sure to click this link. Check out all the styles that Gabby has to offer. You can get 15% off if you use code She's All Batch 2323. So go check it out and get the hottest outfit for any holiday event you have coming up this year. All right, guys, we have Hunter Haig here. You know her from Clayton's season of The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. Hi, Hunter. Welcome to She's All Batch. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, no, I'm excited to talk to you as well. Um, We always like to start at the beginning with people. You were on Clayton's season of The Bachelor. How did you get casted on the season? And were you excited if he was going to be The Bachelor? Yeah, so I was nominated um, by my friends and by my sister to go on the show because they were like, Hunter, it has been four years, I think, at the time that you've been single. Like, you're not really putting yourself out there. They're like, this is perfect. I had just gotten laid off from Disney due to COVID, and that would have been the only thing that um, would have prevented me from being able to apply to the mm-hmm. show simply for it being a conflict of interest with ABC and Walt Disney Company. So interesting. I never even thought of it like that, but they're under the same company. Right. So right. And I think because of that, that's where the conflict of interest lies. Oh, I see. I'm not really sure the logistics behind it, but I do know that when you start applying or if somebody's nominating you, it asks like, does this person work for the Walt Disney company or anything affiliated? So I'm sure like ESPN too. Um, but yeah, so I got laid off and was really sad about it. 
And my friends and sister were like, oh my gosh, you're, you need to do this show. So I was aware that they were nominating me. Um, got a call months later because they nominated me at the most random time. Mm-hmm. And um, got a call a couple months later. It was a random number from Los Angeles. And I was like, I never answer phone calls. And I had totally forgotten about the bachelor thing. Um, I was like, I'll just, I'll just answer it and see what they have to say. Um, and it was like, Hey, this is so-and-so from bachelor casting. And, um, at first I was like, no freaking way. Like there's no way. And, um, but then she was like going through like next steps and like, we'd love to see a little bit more from you. And so that's how, how that all really was kickstarted there. Um, and then it was a pretty lengthy process as far as the audition goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so started in April and, you know, the, the show didn't film until September, I want to say end of September. So um, just a lot of, you know, rounds of interviews in between that time and a lot of hurry up and wait. But mm-hmm. um, found out in September, I was going on the show found out, I think three days before I was going on there that Clayton was going to be the bachelor. And And how'd you feel about that? (laughs) Well, at first I was kind of like, dang, like I had to remember who Clayton is right? because I couldn't really remember from, and I, of course I was watching um, the season prior because I wanted to see who the possible um, prospects were. So I, I was watching and then I was like, dang it, who, who's Clayton? I got to be refreshed. So I looked at pictures of him and saw that he was in, I, I want to say he was in like med device sales or something like that and looked like a very wholesome person. So I was, I was pretty excited about him. And of course he's, you know, good looking. So, and, and very tall. I love tall guys. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, all right, bet. Perfect. <laughs> Let's do this. Did you genuinely feel a connection with him? Um, so it's interesting because I had such limited time to speak to him. I mean, we're talking like maybe in total 45 minutes I spent with this. Throughout the whole experience. Yeah. I I would say about maybe I'm completely wrong, but that's what it feels like. I felt totally um, like, no, you're probably right. Honestly, I feel like we ask people and they're like, yep, two minutes per group date pretty much. Yeah. Like you just have such, such limited time. And Um, so, you know, I, I felt like I did have a connection with him because I'm sitting there pouring out my entire life story, being very, you know, vulnerable as everybody loves to use that word in this franchise, but it's true. Um, and that was really difficult for me to do because I'm not typically somebody who just like pours my heart out to a random person. Like I have to get to trust somebody first and then I'm like, okay, let me tell you about my life. Mm-hmm. But um, I think because I was vulnerable with him, it, it made me feel more attached in a sense. Oh, totally. Like, oh, like I I must trust you since I'm telling you all of this. It was kind of like a weird mind thing that was going on for me. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I I feel like I did have a connection with him for sure. And Who then when like- I got home, I was a little bit more like hindsight 2020, like, oh. Right. Like the bachelor bubble, the bachelor glasses, if you will. Um, Who were the obvious front runners in the house? Like who were you kind of like, oh, or was there a standout person who you're like, oh, it's, it's Susie. It's Rachel for sure. Or whatever. Susie. Really? I knew immediately 
that Susie was going to do very well um, in whatever sense that meant. So whether that meant her ending up with Clayton or her just, you know, getting to the end, but she was just very well-spoken and funny and relatable and um, just had this presence about her that just kind of like an it factor, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Um, so I knew right off the bat that Susie was going to be um, there for the long haul. Um, I was really close to Gabby during the the season and we were kind of attached at the hip and I always mess around saying that I, I was more attached to her just following her around. Mm-hmm. She's so cool. I'm like, oh yeah, who doesn't want to be around Gabby? Um, but yeah, so we were best friends during the show and I didn't know that she was going to make it all the way to the end. Like, of course, like she's incredible and everything. So it's no surprise, but I Mm -hmm. just didn't know. Cause I was like, Oh, like we're just hanging out. Like I would hear what she had to say and, uh, she'd hear what I had to say about whatever. And, um, it was so funny because she'd always be like, oh, yeah, like I'm going home this week for sure. Like there's no way he's keeping me around. And we would just joke about that all the time. And she just kept making it through, making it through, making it through. And then she was there at the end, which is yeah. awesome. Were you surprised how the whole ending went down? Because I feel like it was very... I don't know. Well, I guess I'll just leave it there. Were you surprised at how the whole ending went down, like with Rachel and Gabby and Susie, or were there conversations with like you girls who had already been off the show trying to figure out what was going on? Cause we just talked to Jill last week and she was really close with Rachel. And she was saying how like she could tell when she got off because of when Rachel finally texted her, but Rachel could only say so much. And they were trying to piece together what the storyline could possibly be. Right. Right. Um, that's exactly true. So, um, we would have some speculation around what we thought happened and who we thought Clayton ended up with. And if he ended up with anybody for a Mm -hmm. second there, I thought that he didn't end up with anyone. Um, And that was kind of my theory on that situation. But like Jill said, I mean, I could talk to Rachel and I could talk to Gabby um, because I was also close to Rachel, but you also don't want to pry. Like you don't Mm want to be, the one to, you know, asking them to number one, go against their contract and tell you what happened. Yeah, but, yeah. but also, I mean, they made it so far in and you could tell, I mean, just kind of, you know, bringing back the, the connection cat or um, subject that we were on while I only spent those 45 minutes with him or whatever it was, I already felt like I had a connection to him. I already felt super rejected when I left And so it almost felt like you were bringing up a sore subject if you brought up the show. Um, And especially when you make it that far, I think I was like top 11 or top 10. Right, right. And they were top three. So it was just one of those things that you're like, oh, I just touchy subject. You don't really want to bring it up and you don't want to like be like, oh my gosh, Rachel, like what happened? Tell us everything, like all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was really just speculation around it. And then I was shocked to see the trailer it was the trailer that I was like oh my god whenever he was talking about the um how he was, was in love with oh or with intimate with three women with, yeah, yeah or, or both like of them the yeah women or like I I'm in love with three women but I was intimate with two of you whatever he said I was like yeah holy shit like oh wait can I say that sorry you can um, say that yeah like, oh my god like 
what just happened and also how angry are those girls for them being exploited on national television because that's just kind of one of those things that like I don't know not everybody cares about like oh, what's to- put out totally. there but at the same time like I know that I'd be like oh my god did you really have to say that in front of my grandma like <laughs> oh I know I-, I always think about that too if I was on the show like I would have to like eliminate myself before fantasy suites. Cause I'm like, I don't want my family like watching or seeing this whole conversation go down or anything like that. Yeah. Um, that was a huge anxiety that I had throughout the show too, because I was like, oh my God, like my parents are going to be right. seeing me kiss a man. Like even just like, kissing, even that, like yeah. oh, no, I feel like that really hindered my experience too, to be honest, like being too much in my head about that mm-hmm. and not being able to really like put my whole like flirt game on and like be kissing Clayton and all that kind of stuff. Cause I was kind of self-conscious about, okay, like I'm here right now and I'm present, but let's fast forward and mm-hmm. think about when I'm watching home. it with your parents on the couch. And like, exactly. And I'm watching weeks. it with my dad right next to me. Like it just, I don't know. It's funny. It's funny, but I'm yeah. just weird about that. What did your parents say about the show? Um, so initially they were like hunter like do you really want to do this this seems like a lot and I was like honestly I don't even know if I want to do it it was I cried every day leading up to the time that I left because I was so unsure about the process like I didn't know if I was doing the right thing I was stressed because I didn't know how work was going to take it and I didn't even know at the time you know I had I think it was like six days notice that I was going So I had to coordinate with my workplace and be like, Hey, like, this is what's happening. Is there any way I can possibly go on a leave? Um, cause I didn't want to leave my job Mm -hmm. and, um, and possibly leave night one, you know what I mean? So I was like, there was just so much that goes into it and so much stress and having to go and buy dresses off of the rack because you don't have time to order anything. So I'm out there like, you know, luckily I went to this, um, place called Poppy Girls at my, um, friend owns, but I was able to like grab some stuff from there. So I had some cute gowns from there, but then other stuff I was like, okay, so I have this one from Shein from 2018. Maybe Mm -hmm. that will work. Um, and like, just really like grabbing whatever I could, um, but had such short notice on that. And I don't know. Yeah. Just the whole time I had a lot of doubt to go. And so my mom and my dad were also doubting, like, do you really think that this is a good idea? Um, do you think that it's going to be a bad reflection on you as far as your professional life goes? Um, when I got home, it was a whole different story. They were like, this is so cool. We love this. Oh, good. My dad would tell anybody that had ears. He'd be like, oh, my, my daughter's on the bachelor and telling people in Walmart. I'm like, can we, can we calm down? Like, (laughs) Oh. how these people don't even watch the bachelor and you're like oh yeah my daughter was on the bachelor yeah so by the time you went to paradise were they more excited for you to kind of continue with the show yes yes yeah they how, were super excited for me how soon after when you got off the show did the producer start reaching out to you about paradise um so we filmed the women tell all um yeah during That's- the running of the show still Mm -hmm. And it was, I want to say two days after women tell all. So it was pretty early on that they had expressed interest in me going to the beach and I had expressed interest in going to the beach as well. 
we ask everyone this and if you don't want to share you you don't have to but would you be willing to talk about your contract and how they paid you because what we find really interesting is some people negotiate and get so much some people take the daily rate and just call it a day and there's like so much in between so and our listeners really like to know too yeah yeah so without getting into you know detail Mm -hmm. without getting myself in trouble um i accepted the daily rate very proudly i was like that is good. I just want to be there. Um, Mm -hmm. and just me knowing that I, you know, I didn't get a lot of screen time. People didn't really know who I was. I wasn't expecting to be, you know, somebody that they would be like, Oh yeah, you can negotiate for sure. Like I was just kind of like, I'm thankful for what I'm getting and I'm going to go and I'm going to have a good time. Um, and I wasn't there really for that aspect of it, to be honest. Like, yeah, it's a perk that we were getting paid during paradise because mm-hmm. we're not during the bachelor. So it was help helpful financially. Um, cause I own a house and, um, we all have expenses that we're paying for while we're not even there. So that was, that was helpful, but yeah, I did not negotiate. Yeah. So when you got to paradise, you had a relationship with Johnny before he got involved with Victoria and then all of the aftermath that happened with that, was he someone that you had expressed to production that you were interested in meeting or did he kind of surprise you? Not at all. No clue who he was. Had okay. zero clue. Um, mainly because he was on G- uh, Gable. Oh, Gabby, Gabby and, Rachel's- and Rachel's season. Oh yeah, mush their names together like yeah. Rachel's like, season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Robbie. Um, yeah, so we were, we did not know their guys. I did express that I wanted to meet Gabby and Rachel's guys because I am more into not having any preconceived notions on somebody, just having a clean slate, you know, not seeing if they were a villain or if they weren't a villain or how they acted on the show. I mean, those things are helpful, but I think that just out of authenticity and just meeting somebody in general, it's nice to have a clean slate to be able to form your own opinion on rather Mm -hmm. than having the the weight of the audience, um, also giving you an idea of that person. So, um, yeah, had no clue who Johnny was. I walked down on the beach, saw him there. I think it was the last one to walk down on the beach and he wasn't really talking to anybody. And he turned around and immediately, like, I could tell that he was like interested in talking to me. So I was like, Oh, okay. So, um, I had had a little girl chat with, um, the girls that were there already. And they were like, yeah, like Johnny just seems like he's too cool for school. This wasn't one somebody, somebody said, uh, another person was like, yeah, like he's just so standoffish, won't talk. Um, but I just had like such a good conversation with him. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Ooh, so I must be special in Johnny's eyes. Cause like, we just had such a good conversation. Like he approached me like mm-hmm. immediately, like had just like so much in common I feel like um so yeah what were your thoughts on how everything went down between him getting engaged to Victoria on the beach and then the aftermath that kind of followed that with Greg it's kind of funny because we just are actually or wait no I guess yeah your interview will be in a couple of weeks, but prior to that, we just talked to Greg and he had brought on Victoria as well. So we like kind of had a chance to ask them about it. So it's kind of, we're getting a full circle moment, but I'm curious your perspective as someone who was really close to Johnny, what your perspective was. Yeah. So honestly, um, 
I am not going to lie. I had a lot of resentment towards Johnny because of the way everything went down the night of the rose ceremony. It was very interesting. Interesting Um, in what way? Like he had told me prior, like you have my rose, like, don't you worry about it? Like several times, several times throughout the week. And so I was so confident, like for once in my life, Clayton season, you can read my journal. I'm like, I'm going home tonight. Here's mm-hmm. to another Hail Mary. Like, here we go. With Johnny, I felt so secure. And I was like, this is actually like, you know, somebody I really like. And I feel like he really likes me. And he was so reassuring. And he would say, you know, if I get a group date or not a group date, like a um, date card, then like you're coming with me all that kind of stuff. So, um, even the day of the rose ceremony, like we saw each other and, um, he like came over to me, like picked me up and kissed me was like, can't wait to see you tonight. Um, and then we got to the rose ceremony and we had chatted a little bit and everything was great and fine. And then I want to say it was about 30 minutes before the rose ceremony, Victoria pulled Johnny. And, um, I guess, you know, you can, you can see from the show that they did have like a pretty strong connection as far as their, um, one-on-one time went. Right. Cause, Cause at that point she had come down and get, she took him on the date when she first came down. No, she took, um, Justin on the date. So oh, that's right. yeah. was freaking out because she's like, I'm going home. Like, yeah. Justin was really into Victoria mm-hmm. and then, um, so that was kind of like what we all thought was going to happen. Was yeah. that Justin was going to pick Victoria. Um, then fast forward to the rose ceremony, Victoria pulls Johnny. And I know that they were talking for like a brief amount. And then they were making out. And so I was sitting there talking to, who was I talking to? Casey. Okay. And so I'm sitting there on the day bed. Of course, I have a clear vision of mm-hmm. Victoria and Johnny talking. And so I'm I'm sitting there talking to Casey. He's asking me my favorite ice cream. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care about ice cream right now. I'm trying to watch this. Right. But of course, I'm like, oh, yeah, like probably mint chocolate chip. And I'm <laughs> like, what's going on over there? And then he'll ask me something else. And I'm like, yeah, da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, what's happening? Um, and then I look over and they are laid out on the day bed. And I was like, you are joking right now. And so I was like, Casey, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I am in a full spiral because Johnny's making out with Victoria. So I'm so sorry if I'm feeling like disconnected, like I, it's nothing against you. Love you to right. death, but I am spiraling. And he was like, oh no. So he was just trying to like distract me being so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I talked to Johnny after, um, that had happened and I don't know what was wrong with me. Honestly, I feel like I should have approached this conversation so differently. Um, but I was basically like, okay, what was that? Um, and he was just like, yeah, like, I don't really know. Like, I'm really confused right now. Like, I really, really like you and like, have had like such like, a good time with you these past couple of days. But he was like, but also like, I felt like I had a connection with Victoria, even though I just met her. Um, they had had one conversation prior to, so it wasn't the very first time they ever spoke, but, um, 
They, yeah, but still, you guys had kind of had established a had thing. A yeah. yeah, exactly. We had a week opposed to like a couple minutes. Right. And um, he was like, but yeah, like I'm also feeling that. But he was like, so I don't know. I just don't know where my head is right now. And me being me, and I swear it's because I'm a Libra moon. I'm like, well, if you have a connection with her, then you should go explore that. Because if you met her in a few minutes and you feel that already and you have been spending a week with me, then you should explore that. Dumb. Why did I say that? I should have been like, Johnny? Absolutely not. Like, we love her. We love Victoria. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. I see why he was into her. I'd be into her. But like, at the same time, I was like, we've been spending all this time together and you're going to let a five minute conversation change all of that. So, right. So you kind but you kind of gave him like the, the out, if you will. Right. So which, why? I don't know, right. but that I'm just like a non-confrontational person when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I feel like if I were to ever go on paradise again, I would totally change my demeanor in that sense and understand that like, I need to actually say what I wanted because what I truly wanted to say was Johnny, like, I really like you. And I know that you feel the same way about me. And I really feel like we should continue exploring this rather than you making such a last minute decision to switch to somebody that you just met. Even right. though he, he also just met me, but that's besides the point. But um, that's what I do, truly would have said. Yeah. Do you think production had an aspect in kind of getting in his head too? Because to, they would obviously... And I'm not saying this is like right or anything, but we've heard from a lot of people like there's a hierarchy on the beach based on people's um, reputations like within the franchise. And I could see production wanting to keep someone like Victoria because she's like a bigger name, had been on the show before, has all oh, these followers. Yeah. Do you think and I think if Johnny were to go to a producer, be like, I'm so confused. I really like Hunter. But Victoria, I feel like he would be pushed to keep Victoria because they want her for storylines. And no comment on that, but I could see your theory having some weight behind it, but, but I don't know, like you never Mm -hmm. know. And I mean, they did end up getting engaged. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I could think that maybe something like that happened and it swayed his decision. But at the end of the day, they did get engaged. So I'm like, who knows? And maybe that was meant to be. Um, They got engaged and it quickly kind of blew up and crashed and burned. What were your thoughts on all of that? So all of that backstory to say, while I still had a little bit of resentment towards Johnny, because I hadn't heard from him at all, not that I was expecting to, but it could have been nice for him to just, you know, send me a text or something, say, Hey, like, so sorry for the like last minute thing, or like, not even sorry, just like hate how that ended for you. Mm -hmm. Hope you're doing well, anything like that. Um, but again, wasn't expecting that, but could have been nice. Hadn't heard from him though. So while I still was a little bit, not angry, but a little bit petty towards it. Yeah. I still felt so bad for Johnny. Like my heart was with him because I don't pick sides as far as the Johnny and Victoria thing goes, to be honest, because I don't know every detail. Um, I know what was said at the reunion and it seems like both of them had, you know, 
great points as far as who is in the right, who is in the wrong. And so at the end of the day, you know, I really like both of them and I don't want to, you know, cast my judgment on something that I'm not fully, you know, knowledgeable in, Mm -hmm. but I really felt for Johnny mainly because Victoria was already in a happy relationship and the timeline was very short. Yes. That is definitely true. Yeah. So I saw him, I saw his face when we were all talking at the reunion and I truly like wanted to cry for him because I could tell like he was so hurt. Um, Were there pieces of that um, timeline and that whole situation that were discussed in the reunion that we didn't get to see and didn't make air? I want to say that they had discussed the timeline. I don't remember if it aired or not. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The math was mathing. It it worked. Like it wasn't like anything sketchy from mm-hmm. what I gathered from it. Yeah. Um, it was quick. Yes. A thousand percent. I mean, it was like, okay, this happened, like breakup happened, uh, went on this trip together. We're official now. Like it was very back to back to back, but it didn't seem like there was overlap. Like a lot of people were speculating. Okay. So Um, that's all I remember from that subject. Yeah. You said, I think you had said on clickbait, you told Jill that you and Johnny kind of rekindled a little bit after paradise. Is that true? And kind of what was the situation there? Yeah. So when we were at the reunion, um, he had actually gotten on the stage and he looked at me and he waved and said, Hey Hunter. And I was like, like, Hey, Hey Johnny. Um, (laughs) but I was like, kind of sweet. And after the reunion, we all spent time together, like all went out. And during that time he had apologized to me profusely. Like, I'm so sorry. The way that everything went down, gave me a little bit more backstory behind why decisions were made. Um, and backstory, like kind of what we were saying before. I'll say it, not you. So you don't just, get in trouble. Just, just a little bit of backstory okay. with, with a couple of things. So like just different aspects of his decision-making and, um, but I mean, like ultimately he was like, no, like I did have a very strong connection with Victoria. That's why I picked her. So it was just a couple of different um, Mm -hmm. aspects that I'm talking about, but he, um, he apologized a lot. And of course, like, I'm not going to hold a grudge. Like I appreciated that he apologized to me. It was really sweet. He like, um, jokingly bought me a rose and was like, here, like, here's the last rose. Um, which I thought was funny, but, um, yeah, we rekindled a little bit. We were chatting here and there. Nothing crazy together now. No. Oh, no, nothing. So we've moved on from that. No, like I'll still um, chat with him here and there. And like, if I ever were to go down to like Florida, um, then I would definitely like go say hey to him kind of thing. But yeah. So there's a friendship there, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. One more question about paradise and then we can kind of move on to things going on in your life today. Um, So I don't know if you had seen any of this, but we had had Sierra on our podcast and she had some words about her situation with Michael A felt very strongly about it. 
Michael A then wanted to respond on our podcast and he came on and told his side of the whole story. Um, but part of the story that involved you was that Sierra had claimed that, you know, Michael was, cause she feels very played by Michael, um, yeah. and had yeah. claimed that Michael had not only been reaching out to her before paradise, but had also been messaging you and Jasenia and some other people and in her perspective, in order to ensure that he'd have a connection until Danielle came down, he denies <laughs> these claims and then was starting to go through DMs. He's like, no, I never talked to Hunter until after we got off the beach and it was just friendly and this, this, this. I don't know what to believe. I've heard both sides. I'm just a girl. I don't know. I want to hear from your perspective. Like, did Michael uh, reach out to you before Paradise? It seems like you guys maybe chatted a little bit once you got off paradise, but in a friendly way, just kind of like, Hey, what's going on on the beach? Like what happened there? I'll leave the floor to you to explain your perspective here. Oh, listen, I was so confused when I got a notification mm -hmm. on my Instagram with me tagged in a photo. Let me find this really quick. Okay. It's a picture of me. Um, just like one of my Instagram photos and the caption is, and he messaged Hunter before Paradise. So I'm like, who? <laughs> who messaged Wait, like me literally who? Because it's like one of those scrolls. So it's like... Wait, that's so funny. <laughs> one of these. What so account I'm, is that? Who made that? Because that's Bachelor about... Bachelor Dirt. Oh, all right. So it's like a recap. Um, they tagged you guys in it. Mm -hmm. And it, the caption is, Michael A., you dirty dog. Oh, no. And okay. so I was like, what is happening right now? Like... Me right. and Michael? What? No. Um, so I heard and I didn't listen. I kind of didn't want to listen because I wanted to have like my own mm -hmm. opinion on this and be able to not like have to rebuttal. But um from my perspective, this is what happened. I go on paradise, had messaged no one prior. Um, definitely didn't text anybody wasn't DMing anybody. And, um, cause I didn't want like drama to surround yeah. or like impact my time there, which whatever, anyway, I was gone week one would have made a difference anyway. Maybe I would have stayed longer had I had drama, <laughs> but, um, I, I, I was just like, okay, who is saying this? And then I saw Sierra said it and I was like, Sierra, like you're one of my friends. Like, yeah, I why would like, she say that then? That's so, especially if there is, because it seemed like Michael even had the receipts of it too. So then I'm like, where, I don't know where your name even comes from to even say that he had been messaging you before. I don't know why she'd say that. I don't know either. And I, I feel like there might've just been like some misconception or misunderstanding or mm -hmm. something of the sort, or maybe she got me confused with somebody, but I was like, ain't no way. I was sitting there messaging Michael A. Like, I didn't really know who Michael A was. Um, I I did hear that he called me a night oneer. So he clearly didn't know who I was because right. I was not a night oneer. Thank you very much, Rude. Michael. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was there until week five. So um, anyway, we clearly didn't know each other at the time. Right. And yeah, I guess if he had receipts, I have the receipts here too. Um, very first day, July 5th. Is yeah, when I he showed the him. same thing. Yep. And I said, welcome back. How was the rest of your time there? Since I missed essentially the whole thing with a crying laughing face and a skull. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, 
he responded. I don't know if he said what he had responded with, but um, I don't remember either. Honestly, I'm sure he was just kind of like, it was good. Yeah. He was like, Hey, it was good. But honestly, I was so sad when you left, like had so much fun with you personally think you got robbed. Um, mm-hmm. like just like being sweet, like right. Friends, Friendly, obviously like, and that's exactly what we were on the beach too. Like we were just good friends. And, um, and like, I had only really had that week to get to know him anyway. Like we, we didn't know each other that well. So all of that to say, when I heard this, I was like, what the hell is happening? Because I did not talk to Michael A. I can go ahead and debunk that right now. I know Michael okay. A already did, but um, we did not chat. I looked to see if I even had a contact of his in my phone. I don't. Um, and even if I did, if I had ever spoken to him before, which I didn't, but if I did, it would have just been a totally friendly level. Yeah. All right. So. Well, case closed on that case one. Closed. Bring in the dancing yeah. lobsters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so what is life like today? What are you up to? Are you retired from paradise? Would you ever go back? All the questions. Um. So we'll start with paradise. If I were invited to go back, I would consider it mm-hmm. Um. just because I do feel like I really missed out on the experience. Yeah. Um, I would my strategy would be a little bit different strategy sounds bad because it sounds like it's a game, but like my strategy of just like not putting all my eggs in one basket, like I did. Um, and I think this is applicable to life too, but I'm such a like all in kind of girl. So I'm like, okay, I found one man, like now I put all my attention into them. So, um, I would probably try just to like spread myself a little bit thinner. Um, if I went back, but yeah, so I would like to go back at some point. I don't know if they'll have me back, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I also would love to not be the IBS girl the next time I go. Oh, I was going to ask you about that too. And then we just got on other tangents. How did production find out about that slash? Like I wanted to know like if you were kind of in on the joke or they were just kind of exploiting a medical thing that you had. I thought that was weird. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people were very... Um, concerned about that. So basically what had happened was in Toronto on Clayton season, we were doing a roast and Marlena was Mm -hmm. up and she said, as we all know, Hunter has chronic IBS and that explains why her personality is shit. I was dying laughing um, because Marlena is one of my good good friends and so I just thought it was hilarious like whatever it was like that's never going to be shown it was shown mm-hmm. and so I was like dang okay here we are now the whole world knows I have IBS which is fine because I'm so open about it anyway like I do not care that's how the whole house knew that I had it because when you have IBS you kind of just got to be like put it out there like I have IBS so right if anything like comes up and you're like mm, I gotta I gotta go right now like People yeah. are like, okay, okay. Anyway, so um, I guess that small, small thing that happened on The Bachelor, they picked and they they took it and ran with it. They were like, gold. Like, this mm-hmm. is great. But it's like, um, it confuses me because I'm like, is that great? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't find it like that funny. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't get people, what they were trying to do there. I'm like, okay, a lot of people cool. did it. Some yeah. people were like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. But a lot of people were like, honestly, this is disturbing. <laughs> yeah. And they were yeah. like, we didn't need to see Hunter on a toilet in the first 
five seconds of paradise. Right. So I'm like, okay, fair enough, fair enough. But like for me, like I thought it was so fun to film our B-roll doing that. And I I really was in on the joke just because I did think that it was funny. And like paradise is cheesy. What else would I really be making fun of myself for anyway? Like I, I have plenty to make fun of, but mm-hmm. like that was an obvious thing that that was like an easy target. Um, so at the time I was like, oh, this is so fun. Once I rewatched it, I was like, ooh, maybe I should have, like, not been so, like, animated when I did that. I don't know. I I don't know. I had mixed emotions on it. Because okay. I was like, I was like, this is, this is funny to me. Um, but then I'm seeing, like, tweets about, like, oh, my gosh, that's, like, so disturbing and so weird. Hunter, like, we don't need to know this about you. And I'm like, okay, okay, like, I get that, I get it. Um, So I just had, like, both sides of, like, I don't know. And the audience affects my opinion on it so much. Um, Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I was just kind of in my head about it. But overall, I'm like, okay, I'm toilet paper girl. Like, I don't care. Like, that was my intro. Getting toilet paper chucked in my head. It is what it is. Right, got to own it, I guess, at this point. And yeah. If you, I I think the main thing is like, if you felt comfortable sharing it and felt it was funny, then like other people's opinions, like who cares? Then it's like, it's all in your control. Yeah, that's so true. Um, But yeah, I, I would say that I was definitely in on the joke for sure. And then it just like, (laughs) it is, it just hits a little different when you see it on national television and you're like, Ooh, I really did that. Okay. (laughs) And there was, oh my gosh, there was footage that was taken of me that was so much worse. Oh no. I'm like, so what? glad it was not put on there. Like there was a scene where I I don't even want to say it. Okay, you don't have to say it if you don't want to. It's 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 bad. It oh my was, god, now I'm so curious, but we can talk. It was basically it was basically just like me running to the pool, like covering myself. Oh my bottom like tucked in mm-hmm. like scurrying to the pool jumping in the pool and then looking relieved and oh no <laughs> I was like "Ooh, that's even well, that's even a lot for me <laughs> but you know whatever it's I feel yeah. like it's like kind it's of funny yeah <laughs> you're like it's kind of funny uh also like, know. It's disturbing also everyone has different personalities and different like senses of humor with that stuff too so I mean if, if it's if you enjoy doing it like go off yeah like I was just being so goofy and like again like I don't really care especially and paradise is so like, campy and goofy that like that's the time to do it right exactly and like I kind of wanted to be like to play into a more like memorable intro right. then I would oh, just like generic like hi I'm Hunter from Clayton season totally you yeah. probably don't remember me because I was barely on it <laughs> I will say I do appreciate when people in their intros have something that's some sort of callback to like what we know them from or just like a past situation so in that sense I think that was perfect because I hate 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 when people just are like I'm gonna wave and look cute or I'm gonna do a cartwheel or I'm gonna yeah like, like pull out pull out like, your, out your best work exactly yeah. that's why i was Commit. like give me a snake when i got right to the right with your intro yeah and then i semi-regretted that decision but overall i was like oh i'm the snake girl but then i was like oh no i'm the snake girl that's 
like reptile. But that's scary. Oh, see, I'm so comfortable with snakes for some reason. Oh, well, then great. Yeah. Then might as well. Yeah. (laughs) Lean into my (laughs) passion for snakes. Um, is so what is life like today for you? Is there anything else (sighs) you want to plug or talk about before I let you go? Yeah, uh, life like uh what is life like right now? I am just working in HR still have my regular nine to five. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been just, you know, doing some self care, working out. Um, I have been dating here and there. I was on a, on a streak there for a while. Right now we're in my like single girl era. We, we Mm -hmm. need a break. Okay. And, um, so just kind of seeing if anything happens like naturally and authentically and yeah, Honestly, that's that's really it. That's great. I haven't been doing much. I have been doing my TikTok. I'm now a Disney TikToker. Oh. From my time working at Disney. Love it. Perfect. So I mean, a lot of people are really into that and have a lot of questions about like working at Disney. So I feel like that's the perfect little niche to do on TikTok. Yeah. And since I was a character performer, like people Mm -hmm. love to know about that. Yeah. Um, so I'm like spilling some tea about some character performer stuff and just working for Disney in general mm-hmm. on my page, um, which is so funny because I was like, I never expected my TikTok to like transition to a Disney TikTok. But here we are. Here we are. Um, Find your niche. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's great. So cool. just been busy with that. But yeah, cool. other than that, we're just chilling. All right. Thanks, Hunter. We will be in touch when this goes live. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on because it will automatically download our episodes once they're released. And that's just like convenience for everyone that you can't pass up. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, guys. Yes. And write something nice. Write a nice review. Also join our Facebook group. It's a really great community of people who love the show. Also, if you're looking for more content, you can check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash she's all batch. Our most recent episode that just went live on Monday is a total deep dive into Brittany and Justin's relationship just in time for Brittany's memoir that's coming out on the 24th, or I guess at this point it already came out. So check that out. Yeah. Now it's Justin's turn to cry, guys. So it's Mm -hmm. it's a good listen. You're definitely going to want to hear it. So go check that out. Also on Patreon, our Patreon subscribers now get ad-free versions in advance of our Wednesday episodes. So the one you're listening to right now, if you were on Patreon, you could skip the ads and you get it on Tuesday. So more benefits for our patrons. So thank you to our patrons. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok. She's all batch and Jackie Maroney underscore. And is that it? I think that's it. Okay. Goodbye, bitches.